This is Verve, the style podcast, your only source for everything fashion on the internet. We're your hosts. I'm Katie Gassman. And I'm Anna Grace Averett. With a combined 10 years of experience in e-commerce fashion, from buying and styling to visual merchandising and content creation, Katie and I know firsthand how the internet is reshaping the fashion industry. We sit down with your favorite creators and the next wave of innovators to discuss how they're pushing fashion forward and break down five of their favorite fits. On our solo episodes, we get into the latest fashion news, runway shows, internet trends, pop culture. It's basically like going to happy hour with your fashion besties. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and follow along on TikTok and Instagram to see what we're wearing. I'm at Katie Gassman, two S's, two N's. And I'm at Anna Grace Averett. That's A-V as in Valentino, E-R-E-T-T. So sit back with your mandatory three beverages and enjoy the show. Yes, hello. This week we have an episode with Hannah Zander. She is a true multi-hyphenate. She's a freelance stylist, a digital media creator, vintage enthusiast, and writes a newsletter detailing her love of fashion called I Got Dressed Today. So cute. Hannah is based in Salt Lake City, Utah, so we had a chat about what fashion looks like in the Mormon community and how it feels to be outside of those cultural norms. While we learned that the Mormon fashion leads into this Madewell aesthetic, Hannah also tells us about Salt Lake City's booming vintage scene. We may even have to make a trip for secondhand shopping and maybe a stop at the infamous Utah soda shops for a beverage or three. Or three, for sure. This episode is great for anyone who loves vintage fashion, has dreamed of getting into photography. She really just made it happen for herself. So it's an awesome episode to listen to for inspiration on that account, as well as vintage fashion, of course. So just an additional announcement for everyone listening. We will be taking a holiday break. I'm sure everyone loves some good time off around the holidays, ourselves included. So we will not be releasing an episode the week after Christmas, but you do have something exciting to look forward to. Yes, that's right. We'll be back in 2023 with our second annual Verve Fashion Awards, where we highlight the best and the worst of 2022. So be sure to check that out when it drops. With that, sit back with your three mandatory beverages and enjoy the show. So... All right, Hannah. So tell us about how you got into fashion in the first place. Yes, great question. Um, I first got into fashion when I was in high school for the most part. Um, My grandma gifted me some clothes from her wardrobe. Uh, They were mostly from the 60s and 70s. And uh, it was then that I kind of didn't want to wear what everyone else was wearing. You know, it was Hollister, American Eagle was really big at the time. And that's basically what I did. But um, once my grandma gifted me these uh, clothes, I was super interested in them. And I wanted to know more about them. I wanted more of them. And uh, from there, I kind of just delved in to the world of vintage fashion. And that is kind of what got me started. Do you remember any of those pieces, like specifically what they were? Yeah, I still have all of them. I don't wear all of them because, yeah, they just hang in my closet. I'll probably never get rid of them, but oh, I love can't. them so much. No. no, I can't get rid of them, even if I don't <laughs> wear all of them. But, um, and she knew I loved them and she's given me pictures of her wearing them in the 60s. And I've I've done so many like school projects with them in it, so I've definitely like made use out of these pieces. 
Uh, Low-key, so that's like the best way to get vintage pieces is once people know that you love vintage clothes. Like, well, people usually want to see those clothes go to a good home. And I've had so many people be like, oh, you love vintage clothes. Do you want this? I'm like, wow, this is like the greatest thing ever. No, and totally. usually those pieces are like $300 if you try to buy them online, right? Yes, but you don't want to say anything. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take this even though you could probably make so much money from this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love what was it. your grandma's style like? She was very like classic sixties, like Mary Quant, um, just so like feminine, uh, mini skirts, mm. big bows, um, frilly lace. So everything she's given me has been like that super girly classic sixties style. So she was quite a woman of taste. I feel like that aligns with your personal style now as well. Do you think that influenced it? Yeah, totally. Uh, we even have like the same haircut that she did <laughs> when you. she was in the 60s. And Absolutely. sometimes I forget that I'm just like a mini her. But yeah, totally like the color palette. She wore a lot of pink and green and cream. And like that is so much of what my wardrobe consists of. So I think I just like subconsciously have like uh, made that like the focal point of my style. We also, let's talk about this hair for a moment. You have a very cute, like, very mini bob. It's perfectly, like, manicured. Do you have to do it every morning? How often do you get it cut? I just want all the details. (laughs) Well, thank you. First of all, um, I do have to do it every day. It takes, like, 20 minutes. I have naturally, like, stick straight hair. It's, like, my biggest secret. I look so (laughs) bad with my natural hair um but like the bangs when you wake up in the morning are probably a mess right they're so messy my I actually had my friends sleep over over the weekend and they literally could not stop laughing when I got out of bed because my hair was just sticking like straight up and they thought it was the most hilarious thing I have the worst worst bedhead so it takes me a while to get it like this but it does the trick So we saw online that you currently live in Salt Lake City. Did you grow up there? I didn't. I actually grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, um, and I moved to Utah when I was 18. Oh, okay. Was that a personal choice? Like that you made, did you move by yourself? Did you move with your family? So I moved by myself to go to school up here. Um, I actually grew up Mormon. So what a lot of people do when they're Mormon is they just move to Utah for college um or to like find a husband uh because Mm. this is like a huge mormon dating pool so (laughs) it's just kind of like common knowledge that you move to utah uh when you're mormon um i did leave the church so i am no longer mormon thank god but you did get a husband right (laughs) i did get a husband (laughs) but i met him actually when i was living in arizona so oh funny it's kind of it's kind of like a loophole a little bit but now we're both still in utah my only knowledge of Utah is I love Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, so. Yes, that is, like, a very accurate portrayal of a lot oh, of women really? here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good to know. All right. And the Mormon Church. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's a great show. <laughs> What's the fashion scene like there? Uh, it's very interesting. There's definitely, like, a Utah style. Um, do you guys know what Bohm is? Or, um, let's see, or Madewell, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like a very Madewell-esque style here, like 99% probably. Um, and then there's like a, at least in my, uh, to my knowledge, there's a huge vintage community here. In my oh. mind, I think it's a big community. I don't know what the other fellow Utah person would say, but <sighs> there is so many vintage markets and vintage sellers and just like so many opportunities to shop vintage here it's it's almost overwhelming why do you think that is honestly I have no idea it's so random I think yeah I think just like there's so many small businesses here and small creators you know everyone out here is like pretty young and wants to like start something of their own and I think Mm. one of those things they want to start is like a vintage store or like a resale kind of thing so I think like with the markets and everything, it brings so many people together and just people are looking to socialize here like crazy. So Mm. I think that probably has a lot to do with it. There's just so many college students and young people here. Is it in Utah when you go out, are people normally like dressed looking good because of the standards of the Mormon church? I know it leans in a bit of like perfectionism whereas like we got we live in Maryland we go out and people are just looking like sloppy as fuck honestly but I can imagine like every woman there is like fully makeup put on like has a fit ready is that an accurate like predict or not prediction an accurate portrayal of what Utah's like sort of I feel like it's more polished in like a Madewell way like they got their like little leather boots on leather bag flannel button up kind of vibe but it's not Um, really fancy it's not fancy but it's definitely like there's such a clear like aesthetic here and I feel like it's that (laughs) Um, but you don't really see people like in sweatpants or pajamas much usually people will have some sort of um style on but I I feel like Madewell is the best way to describe it and I (laughs) you know what I love Madewell so to each their own I mean, they make some yeah. good pieces. So do you get kind of like some looks when you're in your like full head to toe vintage because it maybe sticks out so much from a Madewell aesthetic? Yeah, totally. Um, I think another thing about Utah is people shamelessly stare here. Like moving from oh, Arizona, really? I feel like that's what made me notice it. But people stare, just stare, no shame. Like they don't try to hide it. They don't look away. Um and there's so many times where I've wanted to be like, hello, like I can see you staring at me. Um, but <laughs> I just kind of ignore it. I don't know if they're thinking good or bad things, but I'm so used to it at this point. Um, but yeah, so staring is definitely a thing. <laughs> That's so weird. Like more than any other place that like versus Arizona. That I've noticed and like based on like I've, been to like New York I've been to California I've been to a couple states and like I feel like I've noticed it the most here just like shameless staring and you know when I bring it up to someone they agree with me so oh it's like silently judging I feel like yeah and I feel like too like the like you said like the Utah aesthetic is very made well like specific right too and like if a lot of people are also part of the church there's like a big in-group, out-group mentality. So, like, you're very obviously 
outside of that group and in certain outfits that you're wearing. So then they like, right, feel justified in staring. I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with anything, any no, kind that's of excuse. A, that's I guess, a really good point. Yeah. I think that's a definitely good point. You can tell like who's Mormon and who's not for the most part. And mm. I'm sure that it sets me apart in that, in that way too. <laughs> so do you think, um, do you think that you're drawn to the way that you dress because of anything in your upbringing? I know that we talked about your grandma, but is it just very natural for you or have you come to get really narrowed down on this like 50s, 60s aesthetic that you have? You know, I wish I had like a really like cool reasoning, but I think it's just all I else. The only other thing I can think of is the fact that I like loved the movie Hairspray growing up. Oh my god! And I ding, loved- ding, ding, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was obsessed with that movie and the costumes, and just like loved musicals. I'm not mm. a musical person or like a theater kid at at all, but I loved. Um, those styles too um and I think just like that combined like with my grandma and then just like realizing what vintage fashion was learning more about it and kind of incorporating it where I could just set me into this like self-discovery um a bit so yeah so would you say like the 60s are your favorite era to draw from are there any other eras that you are really attracted to Yes, I also love the 30s. Um, I I love the delicate uh, clothing. It's kind of reminds me of like Victorian dresses, but mm-hmm. everything's mm-hmm. very like just delicate and like flimsy and like feminine. Um, so I feel like if I'm not doing like a retro 60s vibe, I'll go for a 30s um, kind of modern woman look, mm. but... Yeah. Could you ever see yourself like one day switching it up and just being like, I really love the 70s and going full like hippie or you're like, no, I kind of found my groove. Oof. I feel like I have like in my head, I wish I could kind of switch it up. Yeah. Um, I'll watch like, what did I? Oh, I really liked um Stranger Things, like the new costumes oh, yeah. in the latest season. And I was like, oh, I want to be an 80s girl. Like, that's so cute. And I actually ended up buying, like, a couple things off of Etsy that inspired me from Stranger Things. Um, but I just didn't really quite feel like myself in them. Like, it was cute mm-hmm. and it was fun, but I, I wore them for the day and I was just like, you know, this is great, but I just don't feel like myself. And I feel What like kind the, of pieces were they? It was like, um, it was like a striped, like that zig, zag stripe button-up dress and it had, like, a belt on it. And I wore it with, like, sneakers, and I was trying to do, like, a Nancy Wheeler kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't know. I just – I didn't feel like myself. Yeah, it felt like a costume. uh, Yes, exactly. So I think 60s and, like, that American Girl doll aesthetic is what I've realized I feel, like, the most myself in. So I think I'll probably stick to that for the time being. Yeah, you got like the kit hair happening almost. She didn't have <laughs> I also love that movie. So I guess you could say <laughs> any movie I'll just like base my personality on. Well, Kit was from the 30s, right? She was in the Great Depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a Kit doll. 
Me too. Uh, okay, so that's where it pulls from in your childhood. <laughs> yeah. I owe it all to Kid Kid Ranch, the American Girl doll. <laughs> <laughs> where are your favorite places to buy vintage styles? You mentioned Etsy. Are there any other sites or like secret tools you use? Etsy is definitely the main one. Um, again, there are so many vintage shops here in Utah. Um, I are think... things really expensive there because they're more curated? No. It's actually pretty affordable here. Um, it's usually ranges for from like twenty to thirty dollars for most things. Um, so I think vintage is definitely the way to go if you're here. Uh, it's worth the trip to some of the shops here. Um, it's also cheaper than Madewell. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of, so <laughs> it definitely is. Um, we have um, there's two shops here though that people should they also sell on Etsy um, the thrill of the thrift and Copper High Vintage um, they do such a good job at curating their pieces in stores and online um, and I definitely like always like I have their post notifications on like I want to know what they're getting in made friends with the owners because I I want to be the first to know and they're so sweet and they know what I like and. I'm sure they do this with other customers, but will reach out to me when they see something that makes them think of me and like my style. So I really love having that community here. Are there any like holy grail pieces that you have your eye on? <gasps> that I have or that I want? That you want, that you're actively searching for. Like what would you tell these shop owners? Like there's this one kind of dress that I don't have that I need or something. I think the only thing I am always looking out for is like varsity sweaters at the moment, like cheer mm. sweaters. I'm actually just wearing one right now, but I I love mixing and matching them and they're all so different. So I think that's just the main thing where I'm like, if you get this in, like, please let me know. Cause you know, they're kind of hard to find, um, especially ones in, that are like the right size. So that is like the main thing that I tell them look out for, for me. I would have such a hang up that like the letter wasn't my first or last name or something like an E. Like I would try to make it work, but mentally I would never wear that sweater just because I'm going to be like, it has nothing to do with me. That was my brain for a long time. But I just, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything. It would be too specific to need an S or a Z and in the right size. Yeah, a Z is coming out somewhere. (laughs) I did just do uh, a collection for a local fashion show and everything was uh, like varsity inspired and it was an, a big H. So all the yes, pieces those had pieces a big H so on cute. it. Thank you. And I, I want- finally lived my dream of having like an actual uh, initial of mine. So. so do you sew? Did you put together that collection? Like walk us through the process. I did. I, um, it was mostly uh, vintage pieces that I no longer wore or maybe didn't fit me as well or just didn't really feel like true to my style Um, and I kind of just took I have so much uh, like vintage fabric and scraps that I'm like oh I'm gonna use this one day so I just decided to put it all to use and make um, a seven look collection out of all of it Um, some of the pieces were handmade completely um, but for the most part it was uh, vintage upcycled um, which was really fun to be able to give new life to a piece that I already gave new life. So it just is going through like another process. Um, so yeah, and then I found the patches at a local uh, vintage store here and I was they were just by themselves. So that's what gave me the idea to kind of uh, patch them onto my own things. 
And are you selling the pieces or are you like keeping them? Because now you have your H sweater. I know. Um, I think I'm going to keep them for now. But, you know, I don't like holding on to things that I don't wear. I'm a little mm-hmm. OCD. So we'll see. I'll, maybe I'll sell them eventually. Maybe I'll do another collection. Just depends. See how things go. So do you have like a really streamlined closet then? Are you like only wearing let's say 20 pieces at a time or is it a bit fuller than that? Um it's a bit fuller than that. You know, I I have a lot of things for weird occasions. Don't we uh, all? Yeah. I'm like I'm going to wear this one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do have those and I'm like I'm not going to let go of this like ginormous tutu cuz I'm going to wear it to some party one day. Um, but for the most part, I'll go through my closet like every season and do like consignment or a story sale and just trying to like out with the old so I can get in with the new a little bit of a refresh. But I do have probably about 20 pieces that I recycle and uh, rewear each season that I haven't left me for years and years. That's how you know they're really special for you. Yes. I love paying attention to that too. Like what pieces do I want to put on uh, more than Mm -hmm. anything else? And what do I feel like myself in? And that helps me shop and just get dressed a little bit easier every day. So how did you get into styling other people then? So that kind of started in high school um, when I, you know, got my grandma's clothing and everything. I wasn't confident enough to wear it to school quite yet. Um, So I wanted to do little photo shoots with my friends in them and just kind of style them up. Um, Just little uh, iPhone music videos and uh, cheesy photo shoots. (laughs) My poor friends. I was constantly dressing them up. Um, (laughs) It got to the point where um, I wanted to do... um, a fashion club. So started a fashion club at my school and um, put on fashion shows and everyone had about like a five look collection. They didn't have to sew it, um, but they could like curate it, whatever they wanted. And I couldn't necessarily sew that at the time. So I kind of just styled a collection. Mm. Um, And I think it just kind of went from there. And then I moved to Utah. Photography is a huge thing here. I kind of just reached out to photographers uh, and asked them if I could style um, their shoots for free. And I did that for over a year. Um, And then it got to a point where people started paying me, which was nice. Um, (laughs) And yeah, that's kind of how it all got started. Wait, so how many different jobs are you doing? Because we've heard design, styling. I believe I saw on your TikTok that you do social media for a brand and you work at an <laughs> antique store on the weekends and I guess selling your own clothes, right? Like that's so many things. How do you keep it all straight? And like- I am a Gemini, so I'm just <laughs> like, I have to do everything all the time. I'm constantly trying to narrow it down, but then I add something else. Um but I do really want to narrow it down. That's my goal for my 20s, to pick what I really want to do. Mm. Um, um, can I give you a book recommendation? Because this yeah. helps a lot with me. There's yes. this book. It's called Essentialism by okay. Greg McEwen. I can send it. I'll email you after this. But that book like really helped me focus because it was like, every, when you're saying yes to a trillion things, you're actually saying no to the thing that you really love and want to do the most or whatever. And that was like such a harsh reality for me to be like, 
I have a full-time job and a podcast and I make like you're like you gotta cut the reins back somewhere you can't do everything so but I feel like you could do like you want to try everything you know yeah I definitely I feel like I've tried everything at this point um but I would love that book because I'm definitely like wanting to figure out what's like the one thing I want to focus on um but yes you were right you really did your research. Those are all the things I do. <laughs> so what's your what's your favorite of those things? Like, what do you enjoy the most? Um, Probably writing my newsletter at the moment. Oh, I forgot that one. Oh, I didn't so even realize. Six activities. <laughs> um, that's my favorite um, thing I love doing just because it's um, a complete curation of my own mind, my own thoughts, my own design. Um complete creative control so hopefully that can turn into something (laughs) yeah give everybody the rundown on what I got dressed today is all about and what they can expect when they subscribe and read it yes so I was doing it for a little over a year on MailChimp and it was a free newsletter but I recently just switched to Patreon so it's a little bit of a subscription as she um, when, should get paid for it's that. been great because I feel a lot more motivation to do it and um it's a lot more exciting you know for people to like feel like they want to pay money to me just for putting out this little style newsletter um but it's mostly about the history of fashion and um what's inspiring me every season um the best places to shop in Utah or the best uh, Etsy finds, um, finding your personal style and building a forever wardrobe, um, and being inspired to get dressed every day. That's why we started this podcast. Is we I needed a reason for us to get dressed. Love it. Well, I love your guys' podcast so much. So oh, thank you. I can totally so get that. And it's a weekly I- newsletter, right? It's bi-weekly right now. Bi-weekly. Okay. okay. That's still a lot. It is a bit. And have you always been writing? <laughs> um, here and there. In high school, I tried to start a blog for a bit. I uh, got nervous and kind of stopped. And then I started uh, the newsletter rather than a blog um, in like 20, 2021. Does that feel safer because it like doesn't live on forever? Yes. And it's shorter too. Like a blog feels a little bit more personal. And a newsletter kind of feels like like a magazine article in a way like it's short it's Mm. sweet it's to the point it's not necessarily about me Mm -hmm. but it's about things that I like so yeah my blog lives on forever online um and it is a time capsule (laughs) at this point it was a 2012 to 2016 little moment in time That's amazing, though. I love looking back at those. And, oh, uh, yes. Like and like Ricky the Mag, pictures. Tavi Gibbonson. I'm so happy, honestly, that I have all of those photos of myself because how would I have ever remembered this one random outfit that I wore except for that I forced one of my friends in college to take a photo of me in front of everybody that we know? <laughs> <laughs> I also love your TikTok millennial blogger content. You're like, look at these photos. Like, this really says something about this moment in time. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Immediately going to look that up after this. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it was was its first iteration called the Style Duckling. um, Duckling? 
Yeah, because I felt like an ugly duckling, but I was also stylish. Oh, I'm sorry. So that's oh, no, really okay. cute. Well, thanks. And then at some point, bring I was her like, back. Oh, I should. I honestly should. Um, and then I got like embarrassed and totally did a rebrand because I was like, oh, ducklings are like for children. And the rebrand was a total flop. Everything died after that. It was not a good move for me, but it's okay. <laughs> I'll bring back the style duckling. You know, it's kind Please of a do. good name. I do like that. I like oh, that too. <laughs> Maybe I'll clever. make another TikTok about it. <laughs> Girl, you need the essentialism book as well, apparently. I do. I do. I do. I wasn't going to say that earlier because I was like letting you guys have your moment, but I a thousand percent need that book. <laughs> Send it in the email thread. We'll have yes. a little book club yes, about yes, it. Yes, yes. Oh, oh my God. We should have a book club. That's so funny. <laughs> Let's figure this out together. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I know that we've been talking about everything that you have going on, but what do you have going on in the future? Like, what do you have coming up? Oof, that is a great question. I feel like my, um, you know, the fashion show I just did just ended. And um, I guess I'm just trying to figure that out at the moment. Mm. the my busy season's over do I want to focus on designing do I want to focus on styling writing Instagram TikTok there's so many things I'm like what is like my main thing I want to do um my husband really wants me to start a YouTube channel so thinking about that so hopefully my new year's resolution will be one of those things yeah we'll see like your resolution could be to like Right. Narrow, take a step back and like really focus. Yes. That's the goal. Figure out which one of those things will. But it's so my, hard, my right? Because like, then you're giving something up. You're like letting your, there are people, right? Like hypothetically, right? Let's say that you give up TikTok. What do you do with all of those people that are fans of you on TikTok now? Or like, say you give up designing like what do you do with that energy or at least that's how I feel totally that's that's exactly it or I'll look at old TikToks I made and I put so much energy into those Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh I really want to do that again but I wasn't writing my newsletter at the time so it's just the Mm -hmm. creative energy has to go somewhere for sure just Mm -hmm. have to decide what is the most important to me I guess it's crazy that you can make like a 15 second video, but it took like hours. Totally. To make. Sometimes yeah. it can just take like a whole day of like energy too. Mm-hmm. And Especially like, if you're changing outfits, that's the worst. You get all hot and sweaty and uh, you're in front of a ring light. It's a mess. It's kind of the worst feeling to like have to change <laughs> so many times. Mm-hmm. I know. And then I like, I realized on TikTok that mine always just do better when I just talk to the camera and put like less energy in. And I'm like, I just need to change my mindset around that. Yes. No effort is the key, apparently. <laughs> that, and that's so specific oh, wait, okay. to TikTok. Okay. I'm going to ask one more question before we move on to our personal style section. And it's just because it's timely. Are you, when you're Christmas shopping or holiday shopping of any kind, are you buying only vintage gifts? Like, where do you look? If it's for my um, friends, I like to get little vintage trinkets and things that remind me of them. Um, we have a huge antique mall here. Um, and so many um, shops with, like, local artists and designers that have this cu- the cutest little trinkets. So it's really easy to buy cute gifts for people. Um 
but if it's for my husband, he only wants things from J. Crew. So <laughs> <laughs> behind every Something fashion from J. Crew. girly is a boring man who wants the exact same. Outfit yes, <laughs> very predictable. Yeah. So it's I will nice. be shopping at J. Crew and local antique stores this season. <laughs> you need the vintage J. Crew. Do you follow that Instagram? Sorry, Instagram account. Is it like Lost the old J. J. Crew? Crew? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I Me actually too. love love uh, J. Crew. Um, it's like my one guilty pleasure. I always look at their new arrivals. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's technically fast fashion, but I do like a lot of their styling. It's yeah. a balance. And you yeah. get ideas of styling with clothes that you have, too. Yes. I do that a lot with Zara Kids, too. Like, I always oh, look at so their... That's so specific. No, literally, Zara <laughs> Kids is, like, my inspiration for styling. <laughs> they style their kids so well. Like, hear me out. Go on their, like, new arrivals or, like, their gift holiday um, section, and it's so beyond cute. I'm okay. going to have to do that. Definitely <laughs> doing that. <laughs> All right, so I think it's now time to move into our personal style corner section of the episode. So we're going to shoot off some rapid fire questions at you just to get to know your personal style a little bit better and a little bit more personally. So how would you describe your personal style in just a few words? Um, Vintage, feminine, and colorful. All in my top three words. Love it. Do you have a style icon? Um. Oh my gosh, it's constantly changing. Wait. So what is it right now? It doesn't have to solidify your answer forever. Um. Okay. Zara kids. Oh, Zara think. kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> Favorite brand at the moment? Maybe. Um. Anna Karin. Anna Karin, I think is how you say it. French 1960s actress. Oh, okay. super cute style. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm so sorry to Anna The Curran. French. Yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> sorry, French people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite designer? Um, Miu Miu, classic. Mm, great. That choice. makes sense. Yeah. What was a trend that you participated in the past, and now looking back on, you're like, why did I do that? The business casual trend. Oh yes, where you wore blazers and heels to high school. Mm-hmm. People ask, people say that like it's in the past, and everyone's still wearing blazers, myself included. But like yeah, in but the, the little liars way. Yeah, yes. not the like cropped, <laughs> fitted waist length. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, we really looked like lawyers for sure, mm-hmm. and we thought we were hot shit too. <laughs> it's true. All right, you have to choose one outfit to wear for the rest of eternity. What are you wearing? Oof, probably a varsity sweater, a plaid skirt, and Mary Jane's. Cute. I love a Mary Jane. Me too. It's the best. They're so cute. All right, that wraps up our personal style corner portion of the episode. So now we will move into reviewing Hannah's outfits for this week, which you can find on our Instagram at Verve Podcast. That will be linked in the show notes for easy access. So Hannah, let's jump right into your outfits. Just a reminder, anything you want to say about this outfit, where you got it, why you put them together, what you were doing. Do you love it? Would you change it? 
give us the lowdown. So glad I have a visual. Um, this is a very impractical outfit choice for me. Mm. Um, I love it and I feel like it really embodies my style. Um, but I am wearing this sweater backwards, so it was a little <laughs> uncomfortable. Wait, what's um, the front of it? It's just a zipper, so um, it's actually like a cardigan, but the horse is on the back, and I didn't think that was very fun. So I've never worn it the right way. But I love it, the horse sweater. That's so cute. <laughs> it's cute, but it like when you wear it backwards, it kind of gets all up in your face. Um, and then a tutu, of course, can get in the way a little bit. But, you know, yeah. I would love to wear this outfit to like New York Fashion Week or just New York in general. Feel like I can <laughs> walk down the streets in this for sure. This would be my outfit of choice. And you wouldn't get it's asking at. for a street style photography moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, not the Utah uh, Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you get all of these pieces? Um, so the horse sweater is from the Thrill of the Thrift, as I mentioned before. Um, favorite vintage shop. And the tutu is from Etsy. Um, the bow is from Grace and Grander, which is an Etsy shop of handmade bows that are super cute. And the shoes are from Zara Kids. Oh, so funny. Uh, you can fit in the children's shoes. I'm so jealous. Well, they go up to a size eight and a half in women's if you like convert oh. the sizes. And I'm a seven and a half. So maybe you could fit too. No, I'm a nine. So is Katie. Oh, so just kidding. Just right <laughs> <around. laughs> Okay, outfit number two. Um, this, I wore this on, uh, Valentine's Day and this is one of my favorite dresses. It's a Basheva, which is probably another one of my probably top five favorite designers. Um, and then the earrings and the hair clips are vintage from a local shop here in Utah called Decades. This is a perfect Valentine's Day And let's talk about this ribbon around the neck. Is it just ribbon from the craft store? Just ribbon from Joann's. I have so much of it and... It's just all over my house right now for Christmas, but also goes around my neck. Okay, look number three. We're looking like a doll. It's another Basheva dress. Um, I do want to collect her dresses. Um, so I have like four right now that I just get on the real reel. Um, and then this collar, I believe, is from Etsy. And the bow, same bow, is from Grace and Grander. And uh, the Mary Janes are actually thrifted from Savers, but they get beat up so much. I have to take them to the cobbler to whiten them like once a month. Really? So they've I didn't seen even better know that days. was an option. <laughs> yeah, they, they're they very uh, familiar with me. Every time they're like, dang, these are really beat up. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. They just get, I don't know if it's because they're like not real leather, but they get scuffed like crazy. So, did like a magic eraser work, or do you have to take them to the cobbler? No magic eraser. I even have like a shoe whitener, but it just doesn't do the trick like the cobblers do. It was like ten dollars. So, a good cobbler. Same. You gotta love them. Also, I would like to mention for our, our audience who may be not looking at this photo right now, the bow when you're wearing it is like on the side of your head, which is really cute. And I would never think to do that. I, I think it really works with your bob. 
but I just like always think of a bow either kind of being on top of your head or in the back of it, not really on the side. And it's like nice and oversized. It's cute. Thank you. I was inspired by American Girl dolls for that. From yeah, for that style cute. for sure. <laughs> All right, look number four, varsity sweater. Yes, I found this one from a store called Vantage here in Salt Lake. Um, Olivia Rodrigo recently went there. Fun fact. Oh, wow. Katie, I think we need to go to Salt Lake City is what I'm hearing. Okay, I think I think that we just need to take a trip to Utah because I have never been to northern Utah, but I live and die for central and southern Utah. I've been to all the national parks there. So northern Utah just feels like a natural next step. Is that where Salt Lake City is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know the geography of Utah. You I can't believe tour you don't guide, know. Let me know. <laughs> oh, we'll okay, you up. We got to go to all the vintage stores. Yes. And the soda shops. The I would have to do that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I just 100%. took my friend who was from Seattle. She had never been here. I took her to a soda shop. She didn't believe me that they were real, uh, but she loved it. So, Do you I have, like, a, what's your order? Uh, Sprite with coconut and lime. Ooh. They should do this everywhere. That sounds so good. It's really good. It's so bad for you. And, yeah. <laughs> but it's so good. Okay, Honestly, back this... to the outfit. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say. You can say something. <laughs> the, soda, the soda shop vibe fits right in with the varsity sweater, honestly. I'll take it. Yes. <laughs> I'll just say it's on brand. It's not very – it's not a super Utah Mormon thing anymore. <laughs> All right, so walk us through. So, um, yes, the varsity sweater from Vantage. The top I'm wearing right now um, is from the Thrill of the Thrift. And the dress is from Savers. The pants are from a local store, Decades. Oh, dress over pants. Okay. I yes. love doing dresses over pants. It's a fun time, especially in the winter when you feel like you can't wear dresses. Yes. Yeah, it's like a sheer long teal dress over like what brown and white plaid pants, almost more like a gingham. Yeah, and I think it's like a nightgown. Um, Even better. And then the shoes are from Etsy, and the sunglasses are from ASOS. Or the ASOS. shoes are giving me um, Corel Paris. Yeah, they're definitely like a dupe. I couldn't afford – I still can't afford the I can't either. One. Don't worry. I want some, though. They're so cute. <laughs> yeah. So I – How do you think about color pairings? Because this is unique. You have, like, bright red. You have, like, a Kelly green, seafoam, like, kind of light blue, and then, like, brown. Like, there's a lot happening, but it all, like, seamlessly is going together. But I feel like if I tried to attempt this, I would look like a hot mess. So do you have to, like, think about color pairings or does it just come natural to you now? It definitely doesn't come natural. Um, I My favorite source of inspiration is, like, vintage patterns. So, like, um, patterns from, like, the 60s is, like, you'll find so many if you search that on Pinterest. Um, and my friends know that I love them. So I've had a friend give me, like, a ginormous box of them. And they're kind of just hung up all over my closet. And um, they give really great color inspiration. Because in the 60s. Um, and 70s they pair really interesting colors together since it was so colorful then um, but there was a little girl's outfit where she was wearing green and red but it wasn't in like a Christmassy way that's um, so hard to do yeah totally but it's such a fun 
pairing. And I would like to think this outfit doesn't look Christmassy. Not at all. Not at all. Um, thank you. <laughs> so, and I think it's because she had like another green or like a sea foamy color in there. So I definitely just like steal all of my ideas from these uh, 60s kids patterns. That is genius. I've never heard that. It's really cool. Thank you. All right. Last outfit. Oh my gosh. Cute. Um, this top I found on Etsy. Um, I like specifically saw out like a Victorian looking Edwardian looking blouse and I found that. Um, the shorts are from Ghani from the Real Real. Um, the Real Real is my holy grail. I love it so I much. love Ghani. Big fan. Me too. Um, and then the shoes are bait footwear. They do like, they like remake uh, vintage shoes. Cool. And These are like, just to describe it, they're like Mary Jane's, but gladiator style going up to the knee. Yeah, this is a gladiator style I can get, get rid of. of. There you yes. go, Katie. We it out. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't love gladiator shoes either, but these, I don't know. I think I saw them on like a old, like 60s outfit or something, and that's what made me like them. Um, and then the scarf is from Antique Sugar, which is my favorite Arizona vintage store. Um, and then the purse is thrifted. Cute. I also have to say, I love that you embrace like being pale because I'm a pale person that does not like to embrace being pale but you're like really especially in this outfit I feel like the skin with the light yellow shorts and then the white and the pale pink like it's it's like almost monochromatic in a way but the fact that everything's like light and neutral and just it really looks good together and the hairy pale person can't help that (laughs) I try to fake it I'm like uh, if I just use fake tan no one will know but I had that phase, especially for my wedding. I was so orange, and I regret it. So oh, I no. stopped spray tanning after that. <laughs> it, like, doesn't go with the aesthetic of your house at all. You're like, shit. <laughs> no, not at all. It's fine. You just black and white photos. Should we okay? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that – oh, no. Sorry, I sent – I actually sent six. It's I okay. Wanna... Let's do yeah, all six. I think I might have asked you – about or the maybe one of them maybe. was like my headshot. It was probably the Valentine's Day one was the headshot. Yeah, so sorry. No, let's I just be sorry. I just get a let's bonus round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bonus round. Yeah. Um, this jacket's from the vintage store I work at, actually. Uh, Abode Vintage. Sometimes she'll like give me clothes as payment, which is really nice. Sweet old lady. Oh, love. Uh, That's the best part about working it. retail or merchandising is free stuff. Yes, exactly um same top I really love this top apparently uh feel the thrift headband is from Target and the shorts are ASOS you seem like you'd be a bloomers gal is that accurate yes I have a lot of bloomers for sure and I wish I had more I really like (laughs) them gives me that American girl doll feel how do you usually style them Um, I like to kind of wear them with something like a little bit heavier on top. So this one, it's like a little bit more of a structured coat or I'll wear like an oversized t-shirt or a big sweater. Um, I'm definitely like little on top or little on bottom, big on top kind of person. Mm. Um, I like to like 
show more skin on my legs rather than anything up top. So I usually will be wearing like a long sleeve or something. Is Utah fashion pretty modest, I would guess? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, uh, Mormons have to wear garments, which like go to the knee and Mm. also to like your mid arm. So and you have to keep those covered at all times. So if you're Mormon, then definitely. Um, But if not, I think, you know, people have like a little bit of a I feel like non Mormons here have a pretty like skater girl style. Mm. so not necessarily revealing in itself either a little bit like a maybe like baggy jeans and like a crop top but for the most part yeah it's also cold here so can't do too much yeah all right well that wraps up our episode hannah do you want to let everybody know where they can find you online yes of course um, you can follow me on Instagram, Hannah Ruth Sander. Um, also my TikTok handle and um, also my Patreon handle if you want to subscribe to my newsletter. Should be pretty and easy to find And we will link that in the show notes for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yay. Thank you. All right. And with that, we will talk to everybody next week. Bye. Verve is the only source for everything fashion on the internet. If you've been inspired to get dressed up for yourself this week, tag us to be featured on our Instagram at Verve Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Katie Gassman and at Anna Grace Averett. Links are in the show notes. This podcast is written and produced by Katie Gassman and Anna Grace Averett. Edited by Katie Gassman. Creative direction by Anna Grace Averett. This has been a three beverage media production.